Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2021 Director of Virtual Programs for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. And I'm Leticia Niago, Vice President of Learning. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hubka, and I'm the Vice President of Finance. We also have Helena Hodges, Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. For this episode, we're interviewing Andrea Hancock. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Christina. How are you? <laughs> I am awesome. <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> I, there you go. We, we will especially be even more awesome, if that's even a thing, uh, once we are more organized. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally which wholeheartedly I, believe that. Yes, which I can't wait to hear more about that. But before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Sure. So I'm Andrea Hancock. Um, I'm owner of Dexterous Organizing, and we serve the Metro DC area. We're uh, located in Alexandria, Virginia, and um, I've been organizing professionally since 2010. I'm a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, also since 2010. Um, currently, we have a team of, uh, there are six of us, that we um now take large jobs, meaning we can, instead of the traditional one organizer coming uh, and doing a project one-on-one and taking maybe a few sessions or a few weeks or months, we can get things done in a couple of hours or, um, uh, not a couple of hours, but a few hours (laughs) (laughs) or a few days or a few weeks, shortening the time for our target market, which is busy professionals. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I remember we met when you, uh, well, basically, I was just starting on my business and yours was just a little, you're fairly new into it. And, yes. And now we've all evolved <laughs> <laughs> to have staff. I love it. So then let's jump into, uh, first of all, before we talk about organizational tips, what is the psychology b- behind ne- the importance of being organized? Well, I believe that life already throws us enough curveballs. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, if we're, crit- we're at critical levels of disorganization, that can really add to our stress um, on ourselves. And if for some reason we're incapacitated to take care of it on others or someone else, and usually our loved ones. So a lot of times the psychology behind, uh, you know, organization is just supporting your mental health, supporting your life. Um, and then a lot of times, you know, if it was just about the stuff, then our, you know, everyone would do it themselves, but a professional organizer, (laughs) um, is there to add accountability. Um, we're there to help, you know, people get unstuck if they lack maybe skill or knowledge, um, we're there to help them think it through. Um, and then we're there to help them figure out themselves because retrieving things and finding things is different for different people because we're all human. We're, we have different needs and some people like things all put away and some things like pe- people are like, if I put it away, I'll never see it again. <laughs> so we need to um, recognize those differences and put those in our organizational systems. 
Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. So I am one of those. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into the organizational tips on this, but already I have a question right off the bat because I'm one of those that I like things put away. If if something, if there's like a pile of stuff, it bothers me mm-hmm. to have it in my visual field. Yeah. But then I put it away and I it's out of my visual field and I forget about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We have, I've, have, have, I've had clients where I walk in and I'm just like, what do they want me to organize? <laughs> because everything's put away. But then I'm like, I can never find anything. So we, you know, finding what you need when you need it is the definition of organize. It doesn't necessarily have a certain look, which is Ooh. deceptive deceptive to some people. I like that. Especially with a lot of the shows that we have out now. <laughs> yes. So actually, can we start out with that that first tip? What What are your recommendations for people like me who... We love to be organized, but then once it's outside of our field of vision, it's like, what? (laughs) Right. So a lot of times um, it's about where you store things and how often you use them and uh, creating habits and triggers for ourselves. So for me, if it's put away, again, I will also do the same thing and totally forget about it. So I need to create a trigger for myself to remember that this is here. So it could be a label. It could be a reminder on your phone. It could be something in your calendar that says, you know, once a year, go into the shed and and purge out, you know, the old darty tools or whatever the case may be. Because then you're like, oh, I forgot I had, you know, all this stuff in here. So um, it's just creating those triggers, creating routines. Um, and, And they don't have to be fancy. Um, I, I always say it's not about the bin, it's about when. So, for instance, you could have a rusty nail hanging on the wall, or you could have a $30 fancy key hook from container store. But if you don't have the habit or of putting your key <laughs> on the hook, <laughs> it, it either one doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So we, we have to remember and have habits. So, I mean... The rusty key hook could work just fine. Rusty nail could work just fine if it's um, about when and and the routines and the habits that we set up. So um, sometimes we deceive ourselves to think, oh, this new fancy contraption gadget is going to make me more organized when maybe (laughs) not. That's it's it's our routine. Yeah. So it sounds like so you're an expert in habits, essentially, and like human behavior related to that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of about wh- how we store things is based on how often we use it um, and how easy it is for us to get it, put it away. Because how often will we say, I'm not going to file that because then I have to go upstairs. I have to open this drawer. I have to. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so it's such a pain. <laughs> so uh, the more steps we add um, to things that we do often, the more laborious it is and the less likely we'll do it. So um, sometimes it's just about simplifying the steps. Oh, I love that. And and I'm also relating this to, so while we're talking about physical organization, uh, I'm also talking, uh, relating this to mental organization, especially those of us talent development professionals that have to deliver trainings. Um, I can just see the fewer steps that you have to prepare for that to uh, to prep to go into that classroom, if you will, uh, although that's remote right now. Um, I think all of this relates very well to that. Good, yeah. Yeah. So triggers, uh, We, how can we de- further develop those habits? 
Well, I think one thing is setting boundaries. Um, sometimes we're overloading our, our calendar and, and taking so much time or we're not aware of energy. You know, when are we are at our, at our greatest or when when is our energy lower? And then the unnecessary things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the the I just saw a, a funny Instagram where this lady comes out of Target with her bag and then there's like this cheering goes on and it's like when you go into Target and you only get got get the things that you get, went in there for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can, you know, sometimes set boundaries, you know, setting boundaries on our on our time, energy and things we don't need can really help us um navigate and put better systems and habits and things in place. Ooh, I like that. So boundaries. And I, and that's especially, uh, I'm hearing uh, remote. It, that's a big problem with remote right now because a lot of people are working from home. Um, it, it, can you give suggestions for setting boundaries around that? Like, you know, like uh, my boss just can, you know, text me at, at 8 p.m. and I jump on and get on a quick call or I could hear so many there's so much related to this. Let's dive further into it. Yes. So the advantage of having being in a physical space, if especially if you have a phone that rings to the office and not to your cell phone, is when the phone rings at the office and you're not there, there's no one there to answer it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's being intentional about setting those boundaries. You know, you can look at the phone ring and say, guess what? It's after hours. That's what voicemail's for. And you can <laughs> you can even set boundaries on your voicemail that says, you know, I answer calls between this time and this time. I will respond to you um, immediately if it's, this is urgent and then give some instruction. So you can then feel prepared that you're not, you're going to miss something urgent or you're putting off something, someone who may have an emergency. Um, kind of like when you call the doctor's office, they're like, if this is emergency, Hang up and dial 911. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I could change my voicemail to that. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Nice. So, um, so I mean, great strategy so far. So we need to make sure we set up habits, routines. We, we pair those with triggers to make sure that we're actually doing them. Um, we make as much as possible fewer steps because the more steps involved in whatever we're trying to organize – uh, mental or physical, it's just going to be too much. And then uh, making sure we set boundaries. Let it be functional, not perfect. Mm. So, you know, going back to the whole, you know, rusty key, uh, nail in the key in the wall for your keys. If it works, it works. And then if you, you keep that habit going, like oh, I was put my key here. Then maybe upgrade to the $30 <laughs> purchase from a container <laughs> store. Um, but, you know, create the habit and then I would say reward yourself with, you know, the nice gadget that helps with the habit, not detracts from it. Ooh, I love that. So, and there are, I, I, I used to be one of them, not so much anymore. I'm very happy with good enough now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, for those maybe struggling with a little bit of that, it needs to be perfect. Any suggestions for getting over that, essentially? Well, um, awareness is, you know, usually the first step to overcoming it. Yeah. And, you know, again, setting times. uh, I believe that organization should be supportive and not burdensome. 
Yeah. So if you starting if you're starting to feel stressed out because of your organizational system, then maybe that's an indication that it's maybe just too too much. And yeah. you have to consider like why are you doing it this way? And I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been guilty of that myself. I came from an accounting background and in the accounting department, we had certain procedures and that was in order to, you know, make sure things didn't slip through the cracks and, you know, you're handing it off to someone else. And so when I became a business owner, I started doing all these extra steps that I was used to doing at work in my old job. And I had to stop and think, no one else is going to see this but me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to add this extra step in here anymore. I don't need to, you know, like print checks. I could just write, hand write checks now. Like, I don't exactly. have to. Exactly. There's little <laughs> things like that that, you know, you're like, okay, this is stressful. Why? Let me, let me backtrack. Ooh, so I like that. I'm writing that. Ask why. Andrea, um, I have a question. So many of us are going to be going back to, essentially into the office and some of us we share offices with other colleagues how do you recommend we handle those situations where we have completely different styles you know one person is super organized and the other is it prefers uh, what they consider organized chaos um, any <laughs> tips for those of us who share offices yes that is actually a common problem we run into um I mean, even now, because you have now partners working from home together <laughs> and they sometimes yep. share an office, um, even, um, you know, we do some small business and we, we get that uh, question a lot. And it's it's really it's it's a challenge. Maybe understanding is probably the best solution. And, you know, if I think um, if the other person is unwilling to understand where the other person is coming from that's where the disconnect can happen but if both are like okay you know I'll, I'll try, try to straighten up my desk at the end of the day just because it you know is disruptive to my colleague versus this is the way I do it and this is just the way <laughs> I mean <laughs> unfortunately there's nothing a professional organizer can do about that you know that attitude but yeah you know if if people are willing to understand um, and maybe just communicate, you know, I feel that when, you know, things are here or here, you know, it disrupts me or I, I'm not able to do my job efficiently and vice versa. And the other person will say, well, I can find what I need. I don't, it doesn't have to be in color coded stacks, you know, just coming <laughs> to a happy medium perhaps. Um, and if that doesn't work, you know, throw the other person's stuff out the window. I'm just <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah. So compromise. You have yes. that conversation. Yeah. I, I've had to do that before, too, where it was like, okay, what is the most important thing to you that absolutely drives you crazy? What's the most important thing to me? And maybe we'll compromise on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe having, maybe if you have a shared space, figuring out what can be a compromise for the both of you. Say, yeah. for instance, a, one, like some people like piles. It's actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some people are like, it has, like you said, you have to put it in a drawer. Yeah. But maybe it could be where things are less 
front and center the for those uh-huh. piles and it you know it there's there's tons of ways to kind of like hide clutter or you know make it make it a little more muted <laughs> yeah yep yeah I can't stand the piles and I've had to negotiate with that yes <laughs> yes so now you had mentioned um uh, like doing a cleanup in the day or at the end of the day or maybe at the beginning of the day. Are there any kind of organizational or like rituals do you recommend? A lot of productivity um, gurus always talk about a routine, having a morning routine or a, a nighttime routine. And that's often been discussed. So, you know, thinking of thinking about, um, you know, prepping yourself, uh, being kind to your later self is what I call it. Um, and I often, you know, it's, I think if you've read um, The Power of Habit by um, Mr. Duhigg, I can't think of his first name, but um, he mentions there has been scientific proof that a person will hand something off to their later self as if it's a wholly, totally different person. Like it's not, you're not <laughs> going to meet yourself in the future. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. And they've done things where they will um, create an, like an aged version of, of yourself and put a picture on the wall. And um, does that help people change their habits when you think about Ooh. my older self or my future self? And it actually helps. So sometimes just thinking, you know, well, you're thinking about yourself in the third person. Will future Andrea appreciate this? <laughs> no. Right. Will morning Andrea really want to wash these dishes? <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, you, you give yourself that gift. And honestly, I've done that for myself. And I'm like, thanks, Andrea, in the past. <laughs> It's been, yeah, it's, so just, you know, thinking when you, when you say, I'll do it tomorrow, you're really giving it to your later self and then yeah. you're, you'll be mad at yourself later. <laughs> exactly. Cause as the day goes on and the week goes on, we get more tired. Yes. <laughs> like, I just don't want to deal with this. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. So a little organizational rituals. Now the other thing, let's think about the talent development professional out there and they just feel a mess, right? So maybe life is just kind of, with everything that's going on, right? A little overwhelming. They they feel like they've got clutter They've or maybe they're just disorganized in the processes they're using on the computer. Any like first steps? Like what's the one thing that they need to focus on that first step to help them move forward? I, I guess it would be identifying what is the low hanging fruit. What Ooh. change can you make that could be a domino effect to a next change? And sometimes it's not as drastic as you may think. And I know for myself, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, just, and I feel like there, there's deadlines looming and I'm not going to get anything done, I will clean off my desk. I will clear my space around me. I will take a walk and just try to gain, regain focus. A lot of times that overwhelm is more defeating than it is helpful. So just kind of taking a step back or clearing the decks, so to speak, can then help you gain clarity to maybe the next thing that you need to do and the next thing you need to do. And it just kind of builds on itself. Nice. 
clear, clear the mind, take a break, walk away, get through that emotional overwhelm feeling and then come back. And what's that one little thing I can do? I love it. Yes. So Andrea, at the end of every episode, we like to ask our guests five rapid fire style questions. Each question requires less than 60 seconds to respond. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Give us one book that all professionals must read and why. I will say The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And I feel like most professionals struggle with ego. They struggle with the need for validation. And this kind of often gets in our way for just improving. But um, this book really helped me navigate my internal struggles, be authentic, and, you know, just enjoy the journey. (laughs) We're imperfect. Just live with it. And how can we be our authentic best selves? Yeah, I love that. There's always room to grow, right? Absolutely. So give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. One tool. I'm in a business development course that teaches business owners how to create a business that successfully runs itself. And one of the tools I learned from this is how to effectively delegate. So what people need to do their job effectively when you're delegating, they need IPO, information, permission, and then an outcome. And I thought that has just like changed how I delegate. Information, permission, and an outcome. I love that. So um, what's the best piece of professional advice you've ever been given? Know your why. Love that. Love that. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up in 2021? Well, that program I talked about, um, I started it in January. It's a 12-month program. So I look forward to um, having a business that runs itself and maybe taking a two- to four-week unplugged vacation. (laughs) You know, we all need to learn from that. So please share once you have your um, answers together. That will help us get organized with that as well. (laughs) Absolutely. What is one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? Deeply grateful for? Um, Today, I was actually practicing gratitude. And so um, I'm actually grateful if this makes sense, grateful for the ability to practice gratitude. Um, You know, when I was doing that, I was thinking, I am, if my past self saw me today, my past self would be happy it would be she would be wowed and and you know we always are looking for it in the future and we're like this is what I want to achieve next and this is but I think gratitude just gives us the ability to recognize that we're going to always be improving and setting goals but just to be patient in the moment enjoy the journey and and realize that all the things you've already achieved and that really settled me and um gets me past the struggle Oh, wise words. And speaking of being grateful, we're grateful you joined us today and shared your wisdom with our listeners. So thank you. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. And a thank you to my co-hosts as well. These are always so fun. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. You have just packed our day today full of actionable ideas and tips And I know what I'm going to be doing today as I start to implement some of them. So thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. (laughs) And many thanks to our community for listening. Now, before you go, though, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Do you ever wonder how other talent development professionals are navigating our world? Or better yet, maybe you have a story to share. 
then check out our Day in the Life of a TD Professional. If you're interested in being featured on our website, submit your story at dcatd.org. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today. Thank you.